If you're hanging out on the north side of Houston, you've got to check out the Farm Drinkery. It's an awesome dive bar located in spring off of Champions Forest in Luetta. They've got 22 beers on tap, which you know what that means. They are representing the H-Town beer scene. But that's not all. They got great food too. My personal recommendation is to try out the world-famous wings. But the only thing better than an awesome new dive bar is a beer and food discount. You heard it. Bearing Ain't Easy podcast listeners can go in and give the code BEERNERD20 for 20% off your bill. That's BEERNERD20 for 20% off. Come for the great atmosphere and stay for the free high fives. God damn, I need IPA. This is Bearing Ain't Easy, your podcast for beer humor, dad humor, and beer tastings from Texas and beyond. So crack one if you got one and turn it up. Hey everybody, welcome to Beer and Ain't Easy, episode 7, season 2, with Adam, Drew, and Ryan. I really like the inclusion you bring to this podcast by alternating Ryan and Drew at an, on a pretty uh, reliable basis. I don't want either of you to feel too left out. And of course, the first name is just non-negotiable. I'm sure the listeners don't care, but it is very suspenseful for me when the episode starts to hear who's going to come out first. We're just wondering if we get cut. When I start talking, I don't know who I'm saying first. So it's there's a little bit of suspense even for myself. Ryan, you can't see it since you're over the interwebs, but Adam had his finger on multiple mute buttons to decide who he was going to mute out of the episode. <laughs> All right. So before we talk about our episode today, there's a question I got to ask Adam because I was driving through the neighborhood tonight and this is like the third day in a row. Adam's been in his garage making all kinds of fucking racket. There's like wood chips going everywhere. I hear all kinds of power tools. I see these boxes that he's leaving out of the street of all these tools that he's buying. I need to know, like, what are you doing in there? I am I am being a man in there, Drew. Are you building, like, fucking Noah's Ark or something? <laughs> <laughs> I am building an entertainment center. Really? Yeah. It is the most elaborate thing I've done yet. Are you going to trust yourself with this entertainment center to, like, somehow put really uh, expensive hardware on it and trust yourself that it won't collapse? Well, it's there's not really going to be anything on it because the TV is mounted on the wall and we just have uh, a fire stick now. So there's not even really there will be a speaker setting on it and it's going to be like a floating uh, entertainment center that like uh, screws into the wall. Fancy. It is quite. So, so what motivated you to become uh, a carpenter? I just am trying to be, be better than you. Be more like Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun though. I'm I'm enjoying it. This is the new me. I think we got ourselves a Ron Swanson in the making here. <laughs> it would be better if, if Adam had actually participated in the uh, Movember challenge and actually grown a mustache. Then he could have been Ron Swanson. Missed opportunities. Next time. So I guess y'all want to know what the hell this episode's about. So uh, I'm going to kick this one over to Ryan. This is another uh, Ryan exclusive idea, patented Ryan topic. <laughs> Man. Well, today we're going to uh, be 
testing our uh, sensory abilities and uh, making some hop teas and seeing if we can uh, identify what different kinds of hops are. So this is a patented beering ain't easy experiment here. We haven't done an experiment in a while. You know, we love blind tastings. We love doing weird shit that no one else has thought of ever, right? This is an original idea, I'm sure, right, Ryan? Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Ryan assured me that it was our idea. This is our inaugural hop spearmint. Ooh, hop spearmint. It's kind of a mouthful, though. <laughs> so how is this going to work, Ryan? We need to we need to hear the process. So we have three different types of hops. Um, I consulted my brother. He assured us this is this is three kind of different areas of the spectrum. So hopefully we'll be able to do this. Uh, otherwise, we'll embarrass ourselves, which is pretty common. But uh, so anyway, we have three different types of hops. We recruited our wives to to split them up into just bags one, two, and three. We did exactly what hop tea implies. We put hops in tea bags and uh, dunked them in hot water. And uh, so now we have three hop teas in front of us, and we're going to go through them. We'll uh, explain what the different hops are and what the tasting profiles is, and then we'll take a stab at uh, identifying what's what. And so you're telling me that we're not actually drinking alcohol today? Well, uh, do we need to talk to the other host here about why we're not drinking alcohol today? I'm above the life that you two have chosen. <laughs> here Adam goes again. <laughs> Second time we've done an episode with no alcohol. Adam, tell us why you're not drinking alcohol tonight. I'm doing a marathon on Sunday. Where's the marathon? Dallas. And I may or may not be... Doing a little brewery tour Sunday afternoon afterwards. Heck yeah. And it's a may or may not, because I might not be able to walk, and so I might not be able to. So I've, I have a couple questions. The, the first one right off the bat is, how long ahead of this marathon did you not drink alcohol? It will be one week and one day. That's a big accomplishment, because last time you went, what, a month? Yeah. And then your marathon got canceled? Yeah. So you went a month without drinking and then just got kicked in the nuts. It was like, hey, this is a... Well, it was like... Was three, that a factor? It was like three and a half weeks into it, or maybe like three weeks and a day into it, and it got postponed. And at that point, I just wanted to run to my fridge and drink like 20 beers. But I was so close to the month that I had to... Hit the milestone. I had to test my will. <laughs> You've made up for lost time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was your other question, Ryan? So I've seen, I don't know if they do this at every marathon, but I've seen they have like parties at the end of marathons where they have beer that they're handing out to people. Will you be taking part in that if it's there at the end of the marathon? I 100% will be taking part of that. And one uh, little fun fact is often on a marathon at like mile like, 24 23 they'll have beer like they'll they'll have little cups of beer you mean while you're while you're still racing yeah like they'll have like a beer station just like a water station have you done that i have not that was too risky you have to do it for the beering and easy podcast (laughs) if our hosts cannot go on a marathon and drink beer while running a damn marathon (laughs) what good are you at (laughs) Mile 24, sponsored by Beering and Easy. <laughs> yes. yes. We're, we're going to market that idea. 
Yeah, Adam, I, I really have like two requests for you that you have to deliver on. One of them you already know about. You're going to hit the brewery scene. You've got to come back with some heat packing beers from Dallas so we can have a Dallas versus Houston beer, beer off. Beer off. Hell yeah. The second thing you need to do is, and it's non-negotiable, you have to win the marathon. Because, I won't win it. Yeah, no, like, no excuses. Beer ain't easy. It has to cross the finish line with a beer in your hand. Number one. From mile 24. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm pretty sure if the marathon was segregated by weight class, I'm pretty sure I would win. <laughs> <laughs> Typically, they separate by age. I've, I've been negotiating with the Dallas Marathon sponsorship, trying to get a second category of, of by weight class. That would be more inclusive, right? That would be. They're, they're flat out discriminating against, you know, heftier folks. They are. It's not fair. <laughs> it's not fair. I'm going to protest in your favor. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good stuff. Back to these hops. What hops do we have today? Do we want to each take a turn describing the hops that we're drinking tonight? Yes. Would you all fancy a cup of tea? A cup of I'm going to talk like this the rest of the... Wait, I just went like fucking Australian. <laughs> That's my problem with accents. I can't hold an accent for long enough. I just start moving around. Number one, Simcoe. What sensory flavors should we be getting from a Simcoe? You should get some passion fruit, some stone fruit, pine resin, apricot, citrus zent, and a fruity aroma and flavor. <laughs> I think that must be a typo, that was right? A that was a typo. <laughs> what the fuck is citrus? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Probably citrus zest. Yes. Is my guess. That's what it was. Citrus <laughs> scent. I'm trying to figure out how I <laughs> snuck an N in there instead of an S. <laughs> cut. Cut. Uh, okay. Uh, Ryan, I'm giving you number two because I can't pronounce this hop. Drew so. has number two. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's Equinox. It used to be Equinox, but there was a trademark dispute, so I had to change it. Um, so this one is is the highest alpha acid. So I don't know if Hop Tea's just as aroma and like flavor. I don't know if it actually does any bitterness, but if it does, this one should be the highest. The sensory characteristics are melon, berry, lime, apple, papaya, green pepper, floral, grassy and herbal so a little bit less fruity citrusy we should get a little bit more of that vegetal grassy flavor so who filed the claim against equinox was this the moon <laughs> but so i just took my first drink and Whoa. it is awful <laughs> You jump in the gun. You just you got you got the itch. You've you guys, gone a week without were, drinking, and you guys were blabbing away over there. I had to do something to entertain myself. Before I introduce the third one, I will notice like when I was smelling all three, like one of them smells like freaking like Earl Grey tea. It doesn't smell like hops at all, and then one smells like hundred percent like an IPA hops, and then one is kind of somewhere in between. I don't know. But the third hops is Willamette. It is a noble clone. It's got the lowest acid content out of the group. And from a sensory standpoint, we should be getting some pepper spice, green and grassy, and floral earthy. 
I noticed there's a lot of overlap on these sensory flavors. I, I'm starting to doubt whether I'm going to be able to hit these. So there's a much more mild flavor on number two compared to number one. Oh, I wish mine was a little warmer. We 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 talk too much. Yeah, we about did. Adam building, building Noah's Ark. <laughs> <laughs> so Ryan, I need to understand this. If we're drinking hops like this, as opposed to drinking like a cup of Lipton or something like that, are there some any positive properties of drinking hop as a tea? What's the medicinal value? I don't know. I guess you're still getting your hop fixed, but it's easier on your liver. You need to come up with these questions where I have time to make answers. So that's you just need to learn what Adam and I do, and we just pretend like we know. Just manage your message, Ryan. <laughs> Relevant to the question. I don't know about you guys, but I'm wondering if I steeped mine for too long because these are pretty overpowering and I don't really taste much <laughs> of anything. Just, yeah, that could be it. Like, So we'll clue you in on a little secret, Adam. We got a, a tip from a friend right before this episode that you can recalibrate your nose if you sniff the inside of your elbow. Apparently one of his coworkers is like a food scientist and said, this is like how you immediately recalibrate. Is this kind of like that trick where you say, if your hand is bigger <laughs> than your face, you're going to have cancer. And then you like hit the hand and like whack them in the face. <laughs> Sounds like it. Yeah. that's uh, Well, yeah, that, that, that's how you recalibrate your taste as you lick the outside of your elbow. When you said that, when you said something about the underside of the elbow, all I was thinking is like, an underarm. I don't know why. That's just right where I went to. Like, oh, that's disgusting. (laughs) That's legit. So speaking of cancer, (laughs) that's a great segue. (laughs) I just looked up an article on Healthline, making the case for the health benefits of beer. Acids in the hops have been shown to kill cancer cells and block leukemia cells from clean to bone in Petri dish experiments. They may also act as an anti-inflammatory. Perfect. We have to teach our listeners something on this show, right? Yeah. That's why they're tuning in. Come listen to the Beer and Ain't Easy podcast for your healthline information. <laughs> Sponsored by Tylenol. <laughs> Sponsored by Tylenol. <laughs> I'm going to fail miserably on this one, so we're going to talk about some other stuff for a minute. I really, I really want to talk about podcasts for a minute. Are y'all listening to any other podcasts right now? My Bears podcast. Your Bears podcast. Ryan, I know you're always listening to a podcast. What are you listening to right now? The ones that I want to admit to. Ooh, now I want to hear the other ones. <laughs> I'm listening to, uh, I listen to mostly comedy podcasts. Um, so the two I would throw out would be uh, Nate Land, which is by Nate Bargetsy and a couple of his comedian friends. And uh, the other one's... Uh, Jesselnik Rosenthal Vanity Project. It's Anthony Jesselnik and uh, Greg Rosenthal from NFL Network. And uh, they both just talk about random topics and it's just funny people being funny. So yeah, those are the two. What's, what's, what's the one you got? So obviously I'm listening to some awesome podcasts on crossthestreamsmedia.com. I listen to The Movie Gap, Burn Appetit, Three Beers and a Mic. There's a lot of good stuff on there. But there is one outside the network that I'm obsessed with now. So I started listening to the Always Sunny in Philadelphia podcast Hmm. and uh, highly recommend it. So they have, 
zero structure. They basically start the episode, and each episode is supposed to be recapping from the start of their show. So they loosely talk about it, but then they just go around the room and BS. And so it's almost exactly like the Bearing Ain't Easy podcast, except they're actually funny. So that's my best explanation. <laughs> Perfect. We should have them on the podcast. Yeah, let me, let me call them up. <laughs> do, 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 do. We're going to get a live call in. <laughs> live call with Charlie Day. We, we can't let Ryan off the hook on his embarrassing podcast. Yes. So what, what is your embarrassing podcast, Ryan? It's, I have a prediction. He it's, sounds like he's eating a cracker over there. Are you like, so it's, it's basically <laughs> the same thing that you just described, except it's for The Bachelor instead of for It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. It's, it's all the, the losing cast members are on a podcast. Together. Yeah, and they come and they recap the episodes. <laughs> yes. yes. Or Glee. It's a, it's a Glee podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Which one is it, Ryan? All right, here it is. There's this podcast called My Dad Wrote a Porno, and it's from the UK. And the main host found out that his dad wrote a pornographic novel. And so they started a podcast and they read a chapter a week and they read this porno out loud. And it is like the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) I I had questions and then I second guess whether I should ask those questions or not. (laughs) There's a lot of skepticism in the room right now that's we'll just leave it at that and uh he's listening to it for the humor quote unquote (laughs) dude check it out it is so because he's not like an author he's just like a dude that decided to try to write a book (laughs) so did either y'all's wives listen to like the true crime podcast like the murder story investigation type of stuff or is that just Meredith? No, but she would she would love it, but she doesn't listen to any podcasts, so not even ours. Well, I mean, none of our wives are listening to our podcast, let's be honest. Well, yeah, that's true. They have to hear our BS enough. <laughs> we can loop them in if we bring them on an episode, though. I think I think that's their that's their gateway that's, drug. It, yeah. Once you hear yourself talk, then you just can't You're stop hooked. podcasts. <laughs> You're hooked. So like I think there's a thing with like women listening to these true crime podcasts and it always worries me with with Meredith is like I'll walk in and she's listening to the podcast back in the bathroom and she's like hunched over listening intently and they're like and they wouldn't have caught her if she hadn't left a hair on the crime scene and she's over there like taking notes so I'm like god damn it she's like planning my murder over here <laughs> that's what I feel like that's the only reason women listen to those is to prepare yeah for the inevitable <laughs> <laughs> Hiding money under under cushions on the bed and uh, and planning murders. Yeah, <laughs> that's what getting married's all about. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I think we need we need something to jazz this episode up a little bit. We need all a little right. we need a little dirt. Drew has an emergency news flash from our neighborhood Facebook page. <laughs> that's going to be a new thing in the podcast. <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> So we had two individuals that had a little bit of a conflict in the neighborhood, one of them with a dog and one of them without, and deathly afraid of dogs, apparently. Apparently. So the situation is this. We have a dog owner standing stationary on the sidewalk with their dog. We have someone walking or running or passing them by, wants to continue on the sidewalk, but does not think that it would be a good idea to just walk out into the grass and around. They just wanted to walk next to the dog. And the dog 
just like any dog wants to jump all over people and, you know, give them kisses and stuff. The dog, I guess, made a move towards the person, made no contact, maybe sniffed, sniffed, in, sniffed in the air, May, maybe some nose. I don't think there was contact. nose to skin contact uh, is possible. Okay. Maybe there was a nose to skin contact and the person proceeded to air out their grievances on Facebook, which is the only, you know, logical thing to do, right? That's conflict resolution 101. Yeah. Put it out there on Facebook for the entire neighborhood to see. And their grief was that the dog owner did not move out of the way and control their dog because somebody could be deathly afraid of dogs. And this person felt like that they were threatened and they included some language that said, do they need to carry a, a gun around in the neighborhood? I mean, <laughs> I'm not lying about this. This is like straight from the neighborhood page. It really escalated quickly. It went from talking about walking on the sidewalk, not wanting people's dogs to sniff them to basically threatening the other person and their dog with a gun. <laughs> In a matter of like three or four posts. Believe it or not, there were people that came to the side of both parties in this story <laughs> on the Facebook page, as any Facebook thing should be. It's like some people are like, oh, hell yeah, you don't know who, what dogs are, you know, how dangerous they could be. Owners should be taking responsibility. And other people are like, it's a dog. Get over it. Walk around them if you're deathly afraid of dogs. It was, it was a shit show. One of my favorite comments was someone mentioned that the dog did not pay HOA dues and doesn't deserve the right to stay on the sidewalk for that reason. <laughs> I hope that was a troll. Right? <laughs> Those are the people I'm here for. <laughs> that may or may not have been me. Is that some next door level shit right there? <laughs> I saw that comment. And I was just like, damn it, I wish I would have said that. But but not to like absolve the other person in this situation, because if someone were to post on our Facebook post indirectly about you, would you go on and then write, that was me, and let me tell you why you're wrong? Is that, is that, would that be your first reaction? <laughs> <laughs> when it was anonymous before that, yeah. completely anonymous, it's like Jerry Springer, like, I can't take this. They know it was me because I'm the only one in the neighborhood with a dog. <laughs> I think we've got to settle this is we're going to play Judge Judy right now and who is in the right and who is in the wrong. This is the best idea you've ever come up with. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Ryan, since you are completely objective. No, no, no. no. This is Judge Judy. Ryan could be the judge, but we each have to take a side <laughs> and plead our case to Ryan on why we are right. So which side are you taking, Adam? I'm the non-dog owner. So you're the person walking, just minding your business. Minding my business. So, Ryan, we need you to, to lead the ceremony here. <laughs> Get in character, Judge Judy. I was say, I missed a mock trial day in class, I think. <laughs> I mean, I would say, all rise, the Honorable Ryan Foster has entered the courtroom. I assume you're both standing, right? We are standing. We are now. All right. <laughs> you may be seated. <laughs> All right. Who's who's taking which side here? And I'll decide who goes first. So we've established that Adam is the uh, plaintiff. The plaintiff. Yes. You are the defendant. I'm the defendant, of course. 
Yes. Right. I love this. All right. Well, the plaintiff goes first. <laughs> I'm minding my own business. Objection. And this dog comes in and attacks me, gets my arm all wet from his nose, and I thought I was going to die. I about had a panic attack because who knows what that dog is going to do to me. Objection, Your Honor. If you go to page 435 in our HOA manual, there is a rule of occupation is 100% of right of way, which means if you're on the sidewalk first, you do not have to yield to anybody. Not true. Page 784, the right of way on the sidewalk goes to the percentage of participants on that sidewalk that have paid HOA dues. 100% of me had paid the HOA dues and 50% of your party had paid HOA dues. So I had the right of way. Well, little did you know that my dog is a YouTube sensation and he's bringing in 50% of my income and therefore is paying for the HOA indirectly. (laughs) Well, I believe the HOA rule that Adam was referring to is actually on page 852, so I declare a mistrial, and this case is tossed out. So he's guilty. (laughs) (laughs) You guys both walk your separate ways. Done. Well, Your Honor, I I would ask for a security detail because this plaintiff threatened violence, and I do not feel safe walking outside. At the other end of that leash, you had a lethal weapon, and so I had to threaten my gun that's the only way it would have been a fair battle. This is so far off the rails already. <laughs> I'm not sure if we're doing this for the podcast or just for us. We're starting a new podcast. Yes. Judge Judy Neighborhood Podcast. So I have a Judge Judy question. A, is she an actual judge? And B, are the agreements made in her court official legal agreements? So she is absolutely a judge. And I think that's a legit court. Ryan, do you know otherwise? I don't know otherwise. I I was going to guess for the show purposes, she's probably like a mediator. I don't know. I don't think she's a real... I bet what it is, is they agree to go to mediation. And she is the official mediator. And the mediation that occurs there is legally binding. We We have an answer here. She was a judge, but is retired. She is now an arbitrator. That's and what I meant. Other than I returning mediator. misappropriated property, litigants on her TV show are not legally responsible for monetary monetary awards she orders. Those are paid by the show. So basically, wow. there's no risk whatsoever. So the show is a complete fraud. So I don't care if you it's win this case because you're going to get paid by me. <laughs> So Ryan, (laughs) I demand $1 million for my pain and suffering. Judge Judy has spoken. So when I made that comment about the number two hops being the most bitter, I hadn't had number three yet. Number three, like I've got like some serious hot burn going on from number three. I think Drew might be trying to sneak on my notes. So did you guys get any citrus scent in any of them? Some <laughs> I'm not familiar with all this fancy terminology that Ryan comes up with, so I play it as it lies. Is there any one of them that you guys feel the strongest about? Like that we know what it is? Yeah. 
No, not at all. But I will say that when it was like really hot, I could like smell a lot more difference. But by the time you guys quit blabbing and we started tasting it and I really started trying to decipher it, it had like toned down a lot. And I think, I think that's my disadvantage. I do feel strongly about one of them. I think number three is the the Equinox, aka was it Equinot? Equinot. 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 There we go. I get green pepper, and that one I got super hot burn. That's the one I felt most strongly about as well. It's also my favorite. Like I like it the most, but it's like burning the shit out of my throat. So I've the benefits I'm getting. <laughs> Which from number kid- is that? Number three. Number three. Yeah. yeah. And I also completely agree with the fact that it feels like the, I couldn't tell if the aroma is actually toned down when it cooled down or if I just was burning out my, what is it? The nose glands? What do you call those? Your nostrils. Nostrils. (laughs) (laughs) Here, let me, uh, let me call the medical professionals. I I think it's like your taste buds for your scent for smelling. So I got, I got that really hard burned, but I thought it was a pine burn. Mm. And so I did get the most burn from that, but I stick with your stick with your gut, man. That's number three is Simcoe. I like it. I like it. You got to go bold. I think any benefits you get from killing cancer cells is going to be counteracted by the fact that I'm like burning my throat and probably going to get throat cancer from number yeah. three. <laughs> I'm flustered all of a sudden just now that Adam said he got pine on number three. I, I tasted it again, and I can I can get it. I get what he's saying. Now I'm questioning it. I'm sticking with it, but I'm not as confident as I was. You've already said your answer. It's official. Okay. The grand reveal. Number three is what, Ryan? Dang it, it's Simcoe. (laughs) Yes. Damn, son. Adam comes in with the blind tasting victory. The blind tasting victory. I was relying solely on the bitterness and assuming it was the highest alpha acid one, but I think I just may have steeped it longer than the other ones. I think that burn could have been that citrus scent. It's the pine mystery it's salt. Overwhelming <laughs> pine. Yeah. Overwhelming pine. Okay. I'm going to have to come back for the, I'm, I'm going back for pine. Yeah. here. You know, when you think about pine and you drink it, you get a hundred percent pine. <laughs> yeah. Is that like training your mind or something? I don't know. Well, you just have to, Listen to the professional and weigh in on... Wow. Ryan, I don't know, man. The days when, when Adam's palate overwhelms ours, then it, we, we may need to just pack up the podcast. The student yeah. has become the teacher. I think that's <laughs> official now. All right. So you want to go backwards? Let's, let's, let's talk about number two. Who does number two work for? This is the one I thought smelled like Earl Grey tea or something. There's like no no aromas of it. Like it's just super earthy. So I I agree. And that's why when I'm looking at the sensory and yeah, I saw like green, grassy, floral, earthy. And I was like, man, this has to be well met. That's what I went with as well. That's what I went with as well. Drum roll, please. Hey, well met. Got it. Woohoo. So it is official. I am a hop identification expert hold up believe this just lose in <laughs> grace just losing grace so i'm still trying to figure out on this 
Equinot. I don't get the green pepper on this one at all. I get, I do get maybe a little bit of melon and fruit. Number one is without a doubt the worst taste in one. Yeah, I think when you go around the horn, like what is what is everybody's least favorite? Least favorite for me, one hundred percent number one. So what we what we should do is we should look at the favorite out of three and the least favorite and see can we find a beer with those hops that relates to like do you like the IPA that has those hops in it? Ryan, I'm I'm sure you did that episode, right? You have five IPAs for each of these, right? So I was looking at, at beers that used each of these hops. And there are examples for each one, but none that are anywhere around us that I figured you guys probably have heard of, or I had heard of, except for I mentioned Turbo Dog by Abita uses only Willamette hops. That was like the only one in our region that I found. Isn't Turbo Dog like a stout? Turbo Dog is a dark brown ale. Yeah. Chocolate malts and Willamette hops. So it does, it does use chocolate malts, so it's, it's pretty close. Willamette was my least favorite out of the three. Willamette was my favorite. That was your favorite? Yeah. My favorite was the Simcoe with that citrus scent, man. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, Simcoe was my favorite. Willamette was my least favorite just because it, compared to the others, it just was less complex and interesting. It was kind of subtle and subdued. That was the only one that didn't burn for me. I actually went through my entire beer fridge and I was looking for beers with these hops in it. I was like, damn it. And I think I thought art car had one of these hops, but it was like a combo hop mix. Oh yeah. Art car uses five different hops, including Simcoe. Yeah. That means nothing. That is what we'll do for our next experiment is we'll have each one of these hop teas paired with three blind beers and identify which hop is in which beer. I like it. I'll have to bring it back. <laughs> Do it better. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> Are we done with this episode yet? I'm irritated. <laughs> All right. This has been an action-packed episode. We, uh, you know, we talked about these hops. We steeped the hops. We let Adam win one round of blind tasting. And we got to litigate a really important neighborhood judge Judy case. So if you, if this is the type of material you want, you just got to go to crossthestreamsmedia.com, download every one of our former episodes. They're all just as brilliant as this one. Just uh, next time you sit down to enjoy your favorite beer, just uh, let, let the uh, citrus scent flow over you. Well played, sir. Adam, bring us home. The one thing the audience definitely learned today is that when you turn on a beer and ain't easy podcast, you never know what the fuck you're going to (laughs) get. And with that, we'll see y'all next time. Thanks for listening. This has been a Bearing Ain't Easy production in Houston, Texas. Follow us on Facebook or Instagram. And if you want to see what we're drinking, our untapped handles are Bearing Ain't Easy Adam and Bearing Ain't Easy Drew.
This has been a Cross the Streams Media Podcast.